Hello, welcome to the Hardwick Life Podcast. I'm Nick Hardwick, and you are? Jamie Hardwick. Pleasure to meet you, Jamie. Thank you for joining us again. <laughs> Hi, I everyone. Was, I was going to record a solo cast because yesterday we were going to record, we're going on a family vacation uh, to Montana, a ranch, and we're leaving. So this is pre-recorded, so we're going to be leaving, and you were comfortable on the couch with the kids, and I didn't want to stress you out so i was gonna my favorite thing in the world myself. is couch snacks with the boys couch snacks and naps that's it big bag of popcorn on my lap ginger ale beside me yeah and we were passed well i was passed out for multiple hours at a time popcorn's a really good snack by the way i love it i think it, no i mean like you, you don't you're not a popcorn guy i'm you not i hate like getting it. the kernels caught in my mm-hmm. tooth in my teeth if they could make them kernelless popcorn count me in yeah no i It'd love like i love boneless chicken wing right yeah, couch snacks with my boys. One are not, is on like each lap. We've got a big pile of blankets, and I'm just and I think you saw me there yesterday, and you're like, okay, we're not we're not talking because I'm done. Yeah, I realized that that wasn't going to happen, so I was going to record one by myself. But I also realized that our podcasts are much better when it's not just me; it is a conversation with you, right? As well, and something that we wanted to talk about that we talk about on our walks all the time is. Really, this is funny because when I went on a recent podcast with Annie Cooper, who's tuned into fitness, so I'll air that at some point coming up. The first thing she asked me was about this conversation, all or nothing. Yeah. And it's kind of a mindset that's pervasive with people who are coming into the fitness space. Right. But I think it's really in general, like people who are starting anything, the, the fitness space, the health space. It's just a really easy analogy almost for the rest of life. Right. right? Even I recently saw there's a name, you know, when people get so obsessed with clean eating, whatever you define that as. Yeah. It's called orthorexia. Like it's a legit disorder where it's like if you had a piece of candy or a diet soda or something you consider unhealthy. Gluten. Yeah. It's like you fall off the wagon. So it really, it's a big thing right now where you're either like, I'm on and I'm being good, quote unquote, you know, or I'm off the wagon and I'm just in that fuck it mentality. Yes. Right. And that's what we try to avoid with our clients all the time is that fuck it mentality. Yeah. The, oh, fuck it. I blew it up. And that's really what happens with the all or nothing mentality. The mindset is when you're all in, it's all good. Uh But then the minute you mess up. Right. You've already checked the scoreboard and you've lost. And so I might as well really lose this yeah. one. So I'm losing the basketball game. I check the scoreboard. I'm running out of time. Uh, okay, fuck it. I've lost. I blew it. I ate something I shouldn't have. I'm not clean eating. I had gluten. I did pizza. I had a burger. I had a beer. It's like, fuck it. I'm off. And they take their ball and they punt it into the fucking stands. Right. Game over. Done. Right. When that's not the way that this whole health thing works, you can have a day, you can have a bad week and still be fine. It's over such a long haul that going clean right now may not be sustainable forever for you. And there's actually a ton of science that supports going against this all or nothing principle, going against the rigidity of a diet right? where the more rigid, the more stringent the rules are, the less likely it is to be sustainable and effective over the long haul. And so you may lose the 20 pounds, but the more rigid that your diet is or that your exercise program is, 
the less that you're going to be able to maintain that for the remainder of your life. And that's really what I stress to people coming into the program is, is this is not about the next six weeks of your life or the next 12 weeks of your life or some people that have signed up for six months. This is beyond six months. Right. So let's start thinking about the lifespan, the health span. Let's start thinking about, yes, you're 35 now or 45 or 55 or whatever you come in at. Let's start thinking about 25 years from now. Let's start already thinking about 50 years from now. Right. I'm 40. I'm going to be 90. At some point, I will be. So if what I'm doing now is not sustainable till then or some variation, of course, things change. My abilities are going to lessen. But if some version of what I'm doing now isn't sustainable until then, then I'm doing the wrong thing and I'm probably doing too much and it's too rigid and too stringent and it's not going to work. And so when it stops working, what happens then? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Anytime you think you start a plan, you have to envision yourself a year down the road, two years down the road, you know, and forever you hear people, well, I'm going to do keto this month. It's like, okay, fine. I mean, if you enjoy eating nothing but protein and fat, you know, go for it. But can you see yourself doing this over the long haul? Right. Are these foods you absolutely love? Because if not, it's not worth it. Or, you know, you set out to run a marathon. You're, you know, this is, this is what I'm doing. But, you know, 10 miles into training, everything hurts. You hate running. It's miserable every day. Are you talking about me and my marathon training? (laughs) But you know what I mean? Everybody's so different. So So true. Anytime you set a goal or you have a plan, is that plan doable in a month, in a year, in 10, you know? Yes. And I would encourage everybody, whatever they want to do, Make sure it's sustainable over the long haul. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I get plenty of people that come into the program that they're all they're obviously chomping at the bit. Yeah. Like they're they're, gu- they're, they're, gung-ho. they're ready to go. I'm in it. This is the time. We're taking charge. And I want to caution them all the time. Like you don't want to dampen spirits and you certainly don't want to zap enthusiasm. But they're always, and and I can always tell like, okay, this is going to be a client that I have to be very cautious with because I'm most likely going to lose them. Right. Because they come in. With a gusto. They're super over exuberant. Mm -hmm. And yes, they come in and it's like, the workouts aren't hard enough. Well, this isn't, are you sure I'm in a big enough caloric deficit? Well, why am I having so many carbs? It's like, okay, let's take a step back right? and let's assess where we were before we got here, right? So you're 43 years old, you're 295 pounds and you have all the answers, but you came to me for what, you know, so my workouts aren't hard enough for you. What were you doing in the last two to three years? Yeah. You know, how did we get to this place if they weren't hard, if this is too easy for you? Right. So slow down and build up and allow a lot of room for growth within our time period. You know, you got a stair step, increase stimulus in a stair step type manner. And then we get to a place where the workouts are so intense now, six weeks in that you can't no longer recover, that you can't any longer recover. And it takes you three days to want to work out again. Then we got to take a week off. Right. And so that's kind of what we talk about. But that is the all or nothing principle. It's, I'm going to do this. Okay, we're coming into this thing. And then it's, okay, well, they run out of steam. And they realize a lot of times, 
I've set a pace, whether with workouts or with food, that I can no longer sustain. Yeah. Right? And that's a huge thing for me is sustainability and maintaining your pace. So setting it's it I think it's easy to understand in these terms as, you know, hey, if you can't see yourself doing it in five years, ten years, fifteen years, twenty years, you're probably going a little bit too hard. But you have to set a pace through all of this that you're comfortable with, that you can maintain, and that you enjoy doing. So what would you say to the client? Because I I've been in these shoes before you have a blowout weekend or a holiday or just a time period in your life where you have been off track. You've Mm -hmm. been eating like crap. You haven't been exercising. You know, maybe you've gained five, 10, 20 pounds, you know, over a short period and it's Monday morning and you're fed up with feeling that way. So they want to come in and just give it their all, right? Let's go. That's, yeah, yeah, that's it, is you just get this like, I'm done living in this fat suit, or I'm done <laughs> yeah. you know, feeling this way, or I'm just, I'm done. Yeah. And how do you get them on board with making lifestyle changes without having to go 120%? Yeah, that's, we're ha- I'm happy you're done with that. I yeah. want you to bottle that feeling that you have right now, that you're disgusted, Yeah. that you don't like where you're at right now, but... It, as a kind of a duality of thought, you it's okay to feel that way. So you, you want to make a change. Note this feeling. Note this emotion. Note how your body is, right? I'm so sick of this. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired, right? Note that. Accept that. You have to accept that. Completely accept where you are right now. If we're going to make a change you have to accept where you are right now and be incredibly honest with yourself. And then I always say, let's not use guilt as a driving force. Guilt as for people who eat too much, ironically drives them back to eating more. So that's how they soothe themselves. So when we feel guilt or when we feel pain, people always look to soothe. And so it's whether with drugs, alcohol, food, uh, exercise some people do, which is probably a healthier version, but it can get unhealthy. So those things, but people with food problems soothe themselves, their guilt, their discomfort, whatever that is, they soothe themselves with the food. So it's a very vicious circle that continues to happen over and over again. So let's do our best. And I know it's like, well, it's easy to say, don't feel guilty, but let's do our best to accept where we're at and not feel guilty with why we're here. We're just here. Yeah. That's, this is where we are and let's work to make improvements and make them manageable improvements. So the podcast that I was going to do was basically like when you're setting goals, there's a couple of things that you have to do before we can really establish what that goal is going to be. So number one, a and one B in whatever order you want to put those in there's what are you willing to do? You know, what are you willing to do? Are you willing to exercise twice a week? Okay, cool. That's good. Are you willing to uh, incorporate protein in your life? Okay, what are are you willing to do? What are you able to do? Because that really, what are you able to do should have a pretty good effect on what your goal is going to be. So what I'm willing to do, a lot of people are willing to, like we said, come in, go hard, work out, you know, super zealous, overzealous with it. Okay, so they're willing to do a lot. What are they able to do? 
probably not as much as they're willing to do. Mm -hmm. So what am I actually capable of as a 40 year old man who's put myself through a ringer? It's like, you know, I have to be really mindful with what I'm in and honest with what I'm able to do at this point. I can't train how I would train if I didn't have any physical limitations, but I do. And a lot of people do like 50 year olds, 60 year olds. Everyone has limitations and we have to accept that. And that's okay. We're not what we were, but in a way we're going to be better. You know, so physically we can't do the things we did as a kid. I watch our kids run around and cut and jump and play all day and sit and fidget and, you know, bounce in front of you while they're talking. And I'm like, man, that looks so cool to have that kind of energy. We don't have that. We're not able to have that kind of energy. So what am I willing to do? What am I able to do? And then what people don't think of, I think more importantly than anything, and this was super cool because I was just on a IG live with Craig Siegel and David Meltzer. And David's like a real, um, how do you say it? Like metaphysical type guy, metaphysical type guy. His concept is what are you doing to interfere with your goals? You know, what, what in your life is interfering with the progress that you're trying to make? And the way that I say it is, what are you willing to do? What are you able to do? And then what are you willing to sacrifice? People don't factor in the sacrifice that it takes to achieve their goals. And the greater the goal, the greater the sacrifice has to be, right? Because you can't achieve elite level anything without elite sacrifice in some sort. And you've got, you've got time, you've got energy, you've got relationships, you've got maybe physical damage to your body. Like my sport did, you know, you could potentially cut into your lifespan a little bit. There's a money, you could sacrifice money and there's a lot of, potential ways to sacrifice to get what you want to. But from a health standpoint, you can't have, you know, you can't have the body that you're seeing on Instagram without a deep level of sacrifice. So you have to really be super honest with assessing your willingness, your ableness, and what are you willing to cut out of your life? Yeah, You know, and it's okay. It's okay if you're not willing to change a certain number of components in your life. Like if you're not willing to cut out social drinking, okay, well, we need to readjust your goal down here. Right. Because, you know, if we're not willing to cut certain things out, then our progress is going to be limited based on what David said with what we're in inter- what's interfering in our life. Right. Right. So that's really the anchor that ties us down. So we can have as big of an engine as we want. We're going and we're going and we're going. But if we've got this massive anchor that's dragging in the ocean below us, we're not going anywhere. The motor's just running hard and we're burning a bunch of gasoline up, but we're not actually moving. Yeah. And so cutting that anchor off or those anchors that you have in your life, that's a big part of goal setting. And I think people don't factor that in when they want to get started. So I'm sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. It's like, okay, well, you tell me what you're able to do, what you're willing to do. And now I want you to tell me, what are you willing to sacrifice? Yeah. Because if you're not willing to sacrifice your three hours of Netflix binge watching at night, it's going to be really hard to lose weight regardless right. of what you do because your hormone dysfunction, your sleep, and your choices that you're going to make during the day are going to be all fucked up. Right. You know, if you're not willing to cut out three nights of girls' nights out per week, then I'm sorry, I can't really help you. If you're not willing to go, you know, a certain number of days at the gym, well, there's a cap 
to what we can get out of that body. Totally. Right. And that, by the way, that's okay. That's okay. Yes. That's I've okay. realized my limitations. Like I'm unwilling to give up couch snacking, unwilling to do it. Like right. on Friday night, Saturday night, I want to lay on the couch for three plus hours and I want to eat snacks. I am never going to be like a sub 15% body fat. No. Right? Like all the girls I look at on Instagram and I'm like, wow, she looks good. She has abs. That's not me. Why? Right. Because I snack. And I like that. And I think that there, we used to get in arguments about this. Right. Because she'd be like, Nick, can you help me? Yeah, I can. And then I would walk by her and I would see her having snacks and, you know, whatever. And it's like, I think what happened was, you know, you, you say you want one thing. Right. But we're unwilling to give up certain other things. Totally. And so I'm going by and in my head, I'm like, well, fuck, you're not going to get what you say you want to get if you're doing that. And so I think both of us came to the realization at the same time eventually is like, she's not going to be willing to give that up and that's okay. But you're also, you've also stopped talking about, you know, wanting to lose those extra 10 pounds. Yeah. Right. It's like, you're good with having the 10 pounds on. That's fine because you're not willing to sacrifice some of the things that you would have to. Exactly. Right. And to get to a place where you want to get to like from where you are now, that it's a disproportionate amount of effort and attention that you're not willing to give. Yes, exactly. You know, to go from where your body fat percentage is now to what you look at on Instagram, that last 5% is a, massive amount of effort. Yeah, yeah. That's no snacking and tracking, no snacking and, and tracking. And those two things make, make me not a happy person. So I've just become comfortable. Now I'm willing to make a lot of sacrifices in other areas, mm-hmm. but those two things, I will not write down what I'm eating and I won't stop laying with my kids and having snacks. <laughs> you know, what's funny though, because you did used to track. Yeah. Except for your snacks. I right? never. <laughs> So that was, I was, I, should, I was like, I should make God. a t-shirt. Yeah. Unwilling to track snacks. Not won't, doing won't, it. Won't track snacks. No, won't do no, it. No, which nope. is a really funny thing because I, you know, I track everything. It's like, but do you, nope. you know, it's like, what, what happened to those 800 calories that came in at whatever hour? And you know what? That's the fun. That's the little layer of my life hey, that it's fun. And good, good for you. Yes. So, but it's like you, you know, in stark contrast don't need that fun. Like for you, it's not fun to lay on top of each other and eat popcorn. No. And my fun is being psychotic. Yeah. yeah that your is, fun is writing down that is everything fun for, and That is fun for and, me. Yeah. yeah. I bust out the scale. I measure it. Totally. And do that. That's fun for me. So because yeah. So it's different goals, different results. Different abilities. Different abilities. Different willingnesses. Yeah. I'm The sacrifice is the fun for me. Yeah. I, and that's I great. thoroughly enjoy the deprivation. And I feel like we're cheerleaders of each other. Like you kind of watch me and are like, good for you, snacky yeah, McSnackerson. That's, that that's awesome. And I look at him and I'm like, shit, I wish I could do that. So here we are. Yeah, just good Encouraging a. each other with our different abilities and our different. You just high five my pinky. <laughs> It was sticking out really <laughs> It was like a funny Whoa. angle. It's like, get your snaggled hands out of here. I know. Yeah, but that is, and, and it is. But it's a good example, I think, mm-hmm. of just in you and I, because it's not that I look horrible or, you know, it's, I'm not, I'm not trying to be like self-deprecating, but it's just this like line that I've drawn that I'm unwilling to do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm good here. I'm good. I'm very comfortable. I'm good here. Yes. yes. And that's perfectly fine. Right. Like it's. 
I'm happy with you. You're happy with you. Yeah. You know, I think where where it is uncomfortable with couples is when one person's not happy with the other person. Right. Or like what they're doing. But I, I also feel like they haven't completely accepted themselves or the other person. Maybe. Yeah. For what and and that's one of the things that it takes a long time to get there. I agree. Like that's one of those relationship things. What have we been together for fifteen years now and well married fifteen. Married fifteen and dating for Two, two or three before that, so yeah. 17, 18 years. So it takes a long time to get to that place of complete acceptance. It's acceptance, but also like we've come to this together because this is how we treat ourselves, I think, is accept where you're at now, but continue to try to make improvements. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and improvements doesn't mean stopping snacking for you. Right. That's not what improvements means. It's you know, trying to redefine your composition. You work out six days a week, seven days a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, and that's a really cool thing. And, and maybe that's a podcast for a later time is just the way that you work out, I think is incredibly sustainable and manageable for a lot of people. Rather, My, and, You're talking about me? Yes, yeah. because I, here, and, and it ties back into the all or nothing deal because there are so many former athletes like us that think if I don't get a banger in for an hour and a half every day, it's not even worth going to the gym. When that is not true, and a lot of people think the same thing. It's like, well, if I don't go get an hour plus in the gym, or if I don't get my five-mile run in, if I don't get a 20-mile bike ride in, it wasn't worth it. Then I didn't – It's not. I'm not even going to go get a workout in. But you go downstairs every day for about 20 minutes. That's it. That's all I have the capacity for. But that's what I'm willing to sacrifice every day. That's what you're willing to do every day. Yeah, that's. I'll make a window of time, and for me, knowing I give myself 30 minutes. Sometimes I go the full 30. Sometimes I go 40. Sometimes I go 15. But it's like this. This is my time Mm -hmm. to go down there. And I, for me, it's sustainable. It doesn't feel like work. It doesn't feel like I don't dread it. It's Mm -hmm. just what I do. Yes, and it works. Yes. And I think for a lot of people that would work a lot better. The 20 to 30 minute workout would work a lot better than going three days a week, four days a week, hour and a half. You know, it's like just chip away at this thing. Mm -hmm. And over time, that frequency, that consistency will beat the hell out of your intensity. Totally. You know, (laughs) we've got a creeper standing over. Come on in, buddy. Come on. Come on in. Where are you? Ah, oh, there he How is. How are you doing? Good. Yeah. Well, good. Yes. I think that's... That about wraps it up. That, yeah, that covers yeah. it. Oh, and just to wrap up the all or nothing. Yeah. You know, the, the frequency, the consistency beats the intensity all the time, every time in the long run. Right. Now, there's moments where intensity in the short run can beat the frequency. Yeah. But over the long haul, what we always preach is sustainability. Frequency, consistency, you don't have to have monumental efforts. Right. That always works. And the same with food. You know, it's 80%, 20%. Right. Do your best to hit 80% of your goals. Right. And then the 20%, you can have a little bit of fun. Well, and but eating is not, it's not morality. That's another thing. That's that a I whole nother hearing. podcast. I know. Yes. That I'm being good or I'm being bad. No, you're not. You're being human. You're eating. And you're eating. Yeah. And that's not good or bad. Yes. And people need to understand the concept that humans are the ultimate survival machine. We've been around for 2 million years. We can eat anything. We're like billy goats. Right. Our body can process anything. Yeah. It's not meant to be overweight. 
That's true. That's like the number one thing it's not meant to be is overweight. So we'll talk about that at another point. But we were talking look, about we are talking about our snacking. A uh, lovely Hudson said lots of po- lot of popcorn. Lot of popcorn. So Keep this in mind when it comes to all or nothing. One bad meal, one bad day, one bad week, one bad month does not ruin your life. It doesn't ruin your diet. It just means it gives you another opportunity to start over again. 10 minutes of working out is better than zero. 20 minutes is better than zero. 30 minutes, they're all a little bit better than zero, right? So just do what you can do, do what you're willing to do, do what you're able to do, and then think about this. What am I willing to sacrifice? When I set my goals, I need to think about those three questions. What am I willing to do? What am I able to do? And what am I willing to sacrifice? And that will help establish a really good goal for you. And then it's much easier to align yourself to make progress towards that goal. Cool. All right. Love it. All right, snack pack. Thank you, Dad. Love you guys. Thank you. Thanks, thanks, thanks for, for tuning li- in. Thanks for listening. Hey, share this with your friends, by the way. I got to do better at this. Share this with your friends. If you get a minute, rate, review it. If you do happen to review it, send me a little screenshot of your review and I'll send you a Hardwick hat. How about that? I'll post it on me. Hopefully it's a lot of hats. Deal? Wait, so you had to make it to the... We got a lot of hats. We, you, you made it to the end of this episode, so kudos to you. And if you write a review, then I will send you a hat screenshot it, DM me, and you will have a hat in your inbox, in your mailbox pretty soon. A lot of hats. A lot of hats. A lot of hats. hats. Love you guys. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Bye.